On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Thunder game against the LA Lakers. Trey Mann has a breakout performance. Pokashevsky looks good. And what else happened against the Lakers before tonight's game against the Dallas Mavericks, which we'll recap for you after the game tonight. Here on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day, a special bonus podcast, Monday through Friday, and also here on the weekend to recap this game. So now let's get into the show. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. And on today's show, a bonus podcast for you. We're going to dive into the game against the LA Lakers. And then tonight, we'll be back to recap the Dallas Mavericks. Your, you know, of course, formal episode, not a bonus episode. So I'm not sure how long this bonus pod will be because it is just a, a bonus podcast to get the Lakers game out of the way so we can start the weekend fresh and the week fresh with just the Mavericks game on tap, which will come out tonight. And, of course, tonight the Dallas Mavericks will not have Luka Doncic. So a game that the Thunder could win. Uh, the, the Mavericks have not been good recently. They've not been good even with Luka playing. Uh, but without Luka, you'd imagine they're going to be even worse. And so we'll see uh, how that goes here in Oklahoma City tonight. But again, this game against the Lakers happened on Friday, and it was an interesting game. The game overview is that Aaron Wiggins was out, did not play uh, on the G League assignment. LeBron did play. Anthony Davis did not play. Trevor Reza uh, did not play. Kendrick Nunn did not play. And the Thunder started out with SGA, Ludwig, Trashkitty, Darius Basley, and Jerry, of course. So how did the Thunder lose this game? Well, this game was pretty well lost in the first quarter when the team went 0 for 11 from beyond the arc. They got down by 14 points in the first quarter, eventually got down by 19 points in the first half. Uh, they went three for 17 from three in the first half, did the Thunder. And the Lakers made 10 first half threes on 17 attempts. Avery Bradley went just scorched earth against the Thunder in this game. And that was kind of all she wrote, that Thunder did not have it tonight. And it was made apparent pretty quickly as the Lakers made 19 threes in total and the Thunder only made 10 threes in total. Uh, the Lakers won the rebounding edge by five. The Thunder never stopped selling for threes. They never got to kind of a, a different offensive look than that and they were trying to play catch-up ball, so that's part of the reason why they continue to shoot threes. Uh, the Lakers made over half their shots in the first quarter, which is, again, where they made their run. They caught a timeout about the seven-minute mark in the first quarter, and then after that, they took control of this game and really never looked back. Oklahoma City only made 36% of their shots in that first quarter, uh, which got them into that big deficit. The Lakers did, though, handle the only counterpunch that the Thunder threw, and it, and it was impressive that the Lakers did that because we know that the Lakers have had trouble uh, with handling those counterpunches from the Thunder and from other teams in the NBA. Uh, but the Thunder got this game to about 10 points, 12 points in that third quarter, and then the Lakers just turned it back on again. And, and you could tell that they would not be denied in this game. So congratulations to the Lakers for finally being the Thunder, and then we'll see who wins this season series uh, when it's all said and done. And the Lakers, again, once went up by 29 points. They really had this game all the way. Three ties, three lead changes. The Thunder did win fast break points by two. Uh, the Lakers won uh, second chance points 19 to 14. Points in the paint, Oklahoma City won 54 to 40. And then the Lakers shot 45% from three to the Thunder's 22% from three. And the Lakers shot 47% from the floor to the Thunder's 39% from 
from the floor. The Lakers also had two more turnovers in the Thunder. The Thunder, the Thunder still created turnovers in this game, but uh, they just really didn't capitalize on them that often, which was kind of the, the poor showing there. But the big story from this game uh, was Trey Mann. Uh, Trey Mann uh, had a team-high 19 points, a monstrous slam dunk on a poster. Uh, he had 15 shot attempts, three of eight from three, three rebounds and a steal. And in this game, Trey Mann had a career high, a career night. And I think that this game really unlocked confidence in him. And he was playing with confidence on Friday. But doing it against the Lakers, doing it on a big stage against some of the best players of all time, although they're an old roster, they still rostered the some of the best players ever. And a lot of players on that top 75 of all time list are on that Lakers team right now. So to, to go out there and have uh, your first career night, you know, and, and one that you're really going to remember for a long time against the Lakers is a big thing for your confidence. I want to see how that translates tonight against Dallas, especially against a team in Dallas who's terrible defensively. Uh, and their coach, Jason Kidd, openly admits that they're not built for defense and just kind of has, has already waved the white flag on, hey, we're not going to be a good defensive team. I want to see if Trey Mann can exploit that, if the Thunder can exploit that, and if they can uh, really find a groove in this game offensively that they didn't have against the Lakers. I, I think that with Trey Mann, you're seeing him get more creative. You're seeing him get more explorative, right? So we know that Trey Mann's a score. Like you put Trey Mann in an open gym right now, you take him out to the rec center, and he'll be hitting step back threes. He'll, do, he'll be doing all the funny and one like moves that – make your jaw drop and you think are impossible. All the things that you see these other elite scorers doing in an open gym, Trey Mann can do those things. He is a bona fide bucket. He's a great scorer and he is a creative scorer. And, and going all the way back to training camp, you've heard Mark say, yeah, he's kind of timid right now. He kind of isn't on at the speed. Uh, you know, the, the length of the game is kind of messing with his head a bit where he, he has opportunities to shoot, but he thinks he doesn't. So then he doesn't shoot the opportunities that he does have to shoot. And then sometimes he shoots the ones he shouldn't shoot. And so, the evolution we've seen from Trey Mann in these short few months from training camp all the way up until now when, in regards to playing the NBA defense, NBA length, NBA speed has been phenomenal and has been unexpected to, to have him get comfortable this fast, but he does look comfortable out there and he does look like he's able to create some things for himself out there. And that's the thing that this season should be about for Trey Mann is and the next few ones really is continuing to try different things. You see this year, I mean, even as, even as solidified as SGA is, even as he's already an all-star caliber player, he's still trying new things like that step-back, sidestep three combination that he's been trying out this year. With Trey Mann, he is just a shot creator and a shot taker and a shot maker that you want him to try out different combinations, a step-back move, a between-the-legs, spinning-to-the-lane, flip-shot move. Like You want to see him uh, get creative in that aspect of it because you know he can do it. You know that his skill set is that that will lead him to be able to knock down those tough shots but can he do it in the NBA? And it might be a struggle at first, uh, but just simply trying and see what works and see how you need to adjust it, right? Because if you're just only trying them out in an open gym setting or against a trainer, you don't really know how you need to tweak different moves uh, to the liking of the NBA defenses to be able to beat the NBA defenses. So I want to see Trey Mann continue to be this aggressive. And he's a crafty scorer on the rim. And again, he has that he has that deep bag of his to, to get to uh, open, open spaces beyond the arc to shoot threes. And he went three of eight tonight run beyond the arc. So I want to see him continue that growth of trying different offensive uh, weapons out and trying different offensive moves out against NBA defenses. And tonight is a night where you have a blank canvas and you can just paint your Picasso, whatever you want to paint. You can do it because this Mavericks defense sucks and they're really bad and there's no bones about that. So you should have some leeway uh, to really make highlight plays. And 
of course, basketball is not only about the highlight plays, but the skill set of Trey Mann is that of a highlight score. And so in in this instance, you, you do want to see him uh, continue to try to make those step backs and sidesteps and uh, different things, even in the mid-range game, as well as at the rim. So we'll see how Trey Mann fares tonight against Dallas, but he's very good against the Lakers. And again, that, that slam dunk was just awesome. Uh, in fact, he did not have a slam dunk in college. He went 0 for 2 when dunking, he told us after the game. The last time he dunked like that on somebody, he said it was his junior year of high school. Uh, but all the players afterwards said that he's he does stuff like that in practice all the time, that, that they know from practice that he has hops and he can and he can really get up and jump out of the gym. So it was interesting to see him utilize that in a game. And I think that that goes a long way too into saying or seeing how much confidence he has developed and how much confidence that he does have in himself and in his game now at this next level and with this next step that he's taken. But his, his, also his rookie, Josh Giddy, 12 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. He's the only rookie in Thunder history to have four games of 10-plus uh, points, seven-plus assists, and seven-plus rebounds. He also had a steal in this game in 32 minutes. Of course, he made the jaw-dropping passes. Uh, he, he made some fantastic uh, finds in this game, 0 for 5 from 3 after his quality shooting night from beyond the arc. And it's going to be up and down for Giddy his entire uh, rookie season, and we'll see how that levels out throughout his NBA career coming up. But again, with Josh Giddy, he does not need to be a sharpshooter. He just needs to be league average. And so get, getting him opportunities – to work on his shot, grow his shot, see what works and doesn't work, and get him to that league average mark is a big deal for the future of his game and also the Thunder's game as a whole because it unlocks so much for the Thunder in general, not just for Josh Giddy. if he could become a league average shooter. Uh, he had a really good game. He was yelling at the refs. He was an emo- he was, had an emotional game. It was fun watching him uh, really kind of settle in and, and become uh, vocal on the floor in this one. And in the last two games, really, he's been very vocal on the floor. So watching him continue to do that has been fun for Thunder fans. And in this game, you just look at Josh Giddy and Trey Mann and think that this draft went really well for the Thunder, all things considered. I mean, I, I know that uh, you, know, you can you can kind of re-rank the rookies and you know you might have Scotty Barnes or you might have Evan Mobley or Cade Cunningham or whatever ahead of Josh Giddy. Well, the Thunder didn't have the opportunity to take them, right? Like the lottery balls didn't fall their way to take them. So of the players that were available at six and on, you have the best player. And so that that is the only thing Sam Presti could have done, right, is hit whoever was there at six. So it was good to see Josh Giddy continue to play very, very well. And I think that the triple-double, uh, you know, breaking the triple-double re- record in the sense of being the youngest player to ever uh, hit a triple-double and make a triple-double was is, is right in reach. Uh, I think that it's getting close in that sense. And so we'll see if it happens tonight against Dallas. Again, their terrible defense might lead to that, and they are not good at rebounding at all either. So it'll be funny to see if Josh Giddy can do it tonight uh, with a, against Dallas with a Lucas uh, Mavericks team. Uh, but in this game, we'll talk about the starters, you know, the, the I should say the core players that you're kind of used to, SGA, Ludor, et cetera. And also talk about Poku coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's say right now, but your friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is incredible. Uh, it is the best NBA daily fantasy sport prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than ever before uh, and, and any other daily fantasy sport prop operator. It offers superstar players as well as bench players on, uh, you know, on on your team only recording a handful of minutes. Prize Picks also offers props from yards to touchdowns, points to interceptions to steals to uh, three pointers made, all that fun stuff. All of your all of my users can deposit and use the code NBA to receive 100% instant uh, deposit match guarantee up to $100. So that's code NBA at Prize Picks for up to $100 instant deposit match guaranteed. You pick two to five players and over under. 
on the projected numbers and you can win up to 10 times on your entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sport entries as well. So it's Sunday today. The Mavericks play on uh, the Mavericks and Thunder play on Sunday. And also, of course, an NBA slate and a NFL slate is on right now. So you can pick Patrick Mahomes over on the yardage for Patrick Mahomes and under on the points for Christoph Porzingis. And you can mix and match your props here on prize picks using the award-winning app or also by going to pricepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's an easy way and picks are safe and there's fast withdrawals where you're winning. So again, that's promo code NBA at pricepicks.com. Also, I'm here right now by good friends over at DirecTV. DirecTV is incredible. Uh, DirecTV is where you want to be for DirecTV stream because, you know, right now in these times of cord cutting and things like that, you've got one device that lets you catch the game on your phone, another device that lets you watch your favorite shows and movies, and then another one for live TV. And it's, just, it's all just a, a total mess with the systems right now. You have no idea where your shows are, where your movies are that you want to watch, where your sports are that you want to watch. But DirecTV brings all that together with DirecTV Stream. It has live TV. It has on-demand favorites. It has shows, movies, sports, all in one place. So that means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, and that's directtv.com. Uh, to learn more about DirecTV Stream. And so, folks, compatible devices are required. Content varies by package. And if you get the choice package on DirecTV Stream, folks, guess what? You can get Bali Sports Oklahoma and watch the Thunder if you're in Oklahoma City or if, or if you're in Oklahoma in general. So make sure that you check it out, directtv.com, and then check out DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream is where you want to be. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now that we're going to continue to roll on here about the Lakers recap, but again, tonight we'll recap the Mavericks game for your Monday episode. Tuesday, we're going to dive into stock watch and power ranking roundups, as well as a draft prospect check-in. Wednesday, we're going to preview that Pelicans game and talk about trade season approaching as that's the 15th, and then a lot of contracts are available to be traded on Wednesday, so that'll be a lot of uh, fun around the NBA. Thursday, a Pelicans recap, of course, from Wednesday's game. Then Friday, we're going to preview the weekend ahead and grade the season so far for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So a lot on tap here this week for Lockdown Thunder and the Thunder in general. Uh, SGA had 11 points today, two rebounds, four assists, a block in 30 minutes. It was a quiet night from him in general, but still a very good night for SGA. But Lou Dort was inefficient. He just kept jacking up shots and could not find his groove offensively, could not get the bottom of the net. And Mark talked about how uh, at, at times, you know, Lou Dort might put too much pressure on himself to be uh, that offensive weapon whenever things aren't going well for other players and, and kind of fill that gap in there. And, in, and it puts kind of too much pressure on himself and he's, you know, kind of trying too hard to score whenever you'd take a 10 point night from Dort, as long as it's efficient and he's playing great defense rather than a great defensive night and 12% shooting from Lou Dort, right? Like that's an exaggeration, but still uh, you'd rather have him be efficient in general offensively than to try to fill the, the scoring board whenever there's not really a shot there for him to take. And so that was what Mark said after the game. We'll see how he reacts to that on Sunday. Does Lou Dort. Uh, Basie was just kind of eh in this game. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. Wasn't anything. Just kind of eh. Uh, but the, the other big story besides Trey Mann and Josh Giddy was Pokushevsky. And again, Mark has talked about how he's been uh, very hard on Pokushevsky, coaching him hard. Uh, and, and you can tell by the minutes restrictions that he's put on Poku, by the rotations, uh, by everything that's happened that we can visibly see, much less it's happened behind the closed doors that we can't see. You can tell he's right that he's coached Pokushevsky very hard. Uh, and, and I think that the messages is finally getting across to Pokushevsky because in this game, he looked very disciplined. He looked very mature. Uh, he did not have those kind of dumb Poku plays that are memeable highlights on, on Twitter and make the game kind of enjoyable and fun to talk about, but, you know, don't really do anything productive for him. And I get it, right? I, I get it. 
if Pogoshevsky was playing 30 minutes a night, it'd be a lot more fun. Like this game would be fun. Um, but what's more beneficial down the line for Pokoshevsky and for this team? Because again, if they hit on Poku and he becomes what they think he can become, which however lofty those goals are, if that's actually uh, if that's actually obtainable, it's another conversation entirely. But if if they do get to that goal, they want Pokoshevsky to get to, right? Let's just say that that happens. What's going to lead to that faster, more efficiently, and in general? Like what, what will more likely lead to that outcome? Would it be A, having him just go out there for 30 minutes freelance and do whatever he wants to, like he did last year. And while we have some funny moments, we have some entertainment, we have some things to talk about, it doesn't really enforce to him how to play at the NBA level or to have a tight leash on Pokashevsky, play him 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 13 minutes a night. Uh, and in those 10 minutes and 13 minutes, he maximizes, uh, he maximizes his chances and he becomes disciplined and he does the right things because he wants to be on the floor for 30 minutes. And he realizes, Hey, this is serious. I'm no longer going to just be thrown out there. I have to be disciplined. I have to do things the right way. I have to play basketball the way that Mark wants me to, or so I'm not going to be on the floor. I think that that's way more beneficial for the Thunder long-term than the 30 minute freelance session. One's a lot more fun for us, for Pogoshevsky, for the team, but one is a lot more beneficial for everybody else. And so it just kind of goes back to uh, Mark Skittles or, and Broccoli comparison, right, with Trey Mann. Uh, so we'll see how Pogoshevsky uh, gets his minutes played tonight against Dallas. But I think that in general, I get the frustration. I do, because you do want to see Pogoshevsky. We all want to see Poku. He is this kind of interesting character. But long game included, I, I think it's good that Pogoshevsky is playing in this kind of role of his uh, – that Mark has him playing with like 10 minutes a night, 13 minutes a night. By the day, I had Lakers minus four. That hit. Uh, Moneyball pick, I had Lou Dort uh, winning the Moneyball, which is, of course, who leads the team in three-pointers made. You go down the list here, and Lou Dort and JRE both hit two, but Trey Mann hit three. So Trey Mann was your Moneyball pick for today. The MVP pick of the game is Trey Mann. Uh, he was incredible today. And again, your schedule coming up uh, tonight. We're going to recap the Mavs game Tuesday. We're going to do stock watch, power ranking roundup, and draft prospect check-in. Wednesday, we're going to do a Pelicans uh, preview and a trade season preview. And then Thursday, a Pelicans recap. And Friday, a weekend preview and grading the season that so far for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So all that's coming up on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every single day, including a bonus pot on the weekends whenever they have a couple games like this uh, that warrant it. So make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Thunder anywhere. You get your podcast from for free so you never miss a podcast. It's, it's all free on all platforms, Lockdown Thunder, including on YouTube. Make sure you go subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on all platforms for free and listen every single day. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And until tomorrow, until tonight against the Mavericks, be good and be good to one another.